a minute, wait turn a minute. on the radio, on the radio. My, my homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though, play it I hope right. you got in tune, got he talking bigger Welcome business. to Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Katoon, joining me in studio, Pete Wilkins. Hey Scott. What's going on, Pete? I'm glad to be here. Do you want to get the Hyde Park Angels plug out of the way now, or do you want to do that later? Uh, sure, I'll do it now. So I'm the managing director, Hyde Park Angels. We're the most active early stage investor uh, in Chicago, um, really active in the Midwest, and really happy to be on the show. Thank you. Well, we will get into the investor portion of this in the back half of the show when uh, Soar Robotics calls in. Um, but we're here for kind of a more specific reason, and that ultimately is going to be talking about wellness. We have been on the show many times talking about, um, you know, the Shy Wellness Challenge and all the different things that you kind of started, and we'll, we'll obviously touch on that. I also think this is a good time to say we're going to have you in somewhat regularly and continue talking about wellness. And I, I personally, I think it's good for everybody out there listening, but selfishly, this is just my checks and balances to make sure that every time I come in here, you're like, ah, so it looks like you fell off the wagon again. Huh? Right. Right. You're, you're like my own little, uh, you know, checks and balances. Yeah. I'm personal coach, um, for you. So sounds like another career. Be... I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it will be. Mine is a full-time job for me. If you want to watch <laughs> after me, it's, i only post when I look, things are looking good on Instagram. Everything else is just, you know, it's chaos behind the scenes. Well, I think that, um, it's probably good for all the listeners to know, yeah. Um, that you are doctoring everything you do, oh look at God, how yeah. you curate it and the way you look. I have a suite of apps. I have like six apps that I use per picture. It's legit. <laughs> All right. We have a real operation here. Well, for those that are listening, you look fantastic today. So um, we I should put get out a my picture dress to... shirt for you. <laughs> we right. make sure to take a picture for everybody. Awesome. Um, so I want to tee this up. And sometimes when we have you on, we will tee it up with a, a very specific point. And other times it's just general wellness and things that people are doing and things you're hearing. Today, I have sort of this in mind. I didn't even cover this with you, so I, I just know from you that you'll be good here. Awesome. Um, I have this thought, and I've, I've always kind of, even though I didn't practice it, I always kind of looked at life as a series of layers. There's a, like 15 to 25. We won't talk about that. That's just sort of a wild time in everyone's life, and you're figuring it out and having fun. Then there's like that 26 to, I say 33 or 34, where you're burning midnight oil, you're, you should be trying to get an semblance of a career. You should be identifying the areas of interest. You should be building a network. You should have some sort of idea by the time you hit 33 or 34, like, this is how I plan to spend the next 20 years of my life. And then there's, and this is not exclusive. It doesn't mean you have to be, if you're 34, it's not too late. I'm just right. saying. 35. 35, you're definitely in trouble though, right? Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> 35 to 45. I have, it's not just because I'm in it now and I'm like thinking about it. I have always viewed 35 to 45 as your peak operating years. Those are the years where by the end of, of, the, of that stretch, you should really know what you're doing and your time spent should be really well spent and you should be setting up so that 45, 50 to 60 plus, that time is spent doubling down and basically maximizing gains based on a life's worth of lessons. Sure. And, and so like the question is, and this is the part of the, you know, we'll talk about this probably the bulk of the show is I, I think that you take maybe a year from 33 to 35, somewhere in there to like kind of transition and start readying your body, readying your mind, you know, building those routines into your life. But in order to optimize and actually be successful for that decade, it's physical, it's mental, it's professional. There's skills you're learning on the job, yes. There's mind tasks like just being sharp and being alert and being ready and being, you know, in the moment and things like that. And then I think all of it ends up, die, you know, you can argue that it's chicken or the egg here, but ultimately I think the end of it is physical. 
mm-hmm. if physically you are run down and you're not, you don't have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, but like you need to be at least in a position where you're not thinking, man, I feel out of shape or I feel sluggish. Like you need to focus on that so that when the moment comes execution wise for work and for, for whatever you're doing, sure. that you're not thinking, Oh man, if this, you know, yeah, if, if I was 10 years younger, you know, this would be a different mm-hmm. story. Like I, I think that's, this is a crucial period in people's lives and they, they sort of like roll into it and then it's too late. Sure. Well, I think that, that I would actually challenge it a little bit because I think that there's, I think you have a linear point of view that you just shared. In almost everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes it takes some time to even figure out what are the results that you're shooting for. Yeah. Um, and there's some folks that need to rewire their brain to kind of get back to determine what success is for them. Um, but for a lot of people, and I think kind of speaking to you, you got your eye on the prize. You think this is what I am doing. And I think to your point... The patterns that you start to recognize as a professional allow you to do your job a lot more effectively, and hopefully you are enjoying that and you are deciding that you're going to move forward. And being able to use those patterns and be able to better recognize and to make bigger investments personally and professionally, you'll be able to maximize those results. And I think that, so that all makes sense. I think that you know, I break it down into three kind of components. Um, we talk a lot about performance, and I think wellness is the underpinning of performance. But I think there's a certain amount of trying to decide what are the results you're trying to achieve. And I can take those results and kind of look at them from a multifaceted perspective. You could say, what do I want to do professionally? What do I want to do personally? What do I want to be spiritually? Um, where do I want to be emotionally? And I think that you know that is where you have the opportunity to step back and focus on what does performance look like. Yeah, makes sense. No, it does. I think you're far more thoughtful about this than I am. I mean, I, I'm just I honestly I, I was just talking about this yesterday with my wife and, and anyone who's ever met me. I set the bar extraordinarily low. Like I love to jump over top of shoelaces and and feel like Jordan. Right. Well, like because good. then I don't lose. You know, right. I, I keep it keep it simple. Sure. When I think about the physical realm, I mean, this, this doesn't have to be like tech or, or, or big time CEO. Like, it's not about that. It's general life. I think about now, like, holding a baby trying to rock it to sleep. And I'm thinking, my back hurts. Like, and it's because I'm fat. Like, I'm just overweight. And, and, I, and I can just feel that. And it's yeah. like, imagine when you're at work and you're feeling sluggish. Imagine, you know, any number of things you can, you can put yourself in as an analogy. In the end, if at any point you have to stop and think, I'm not ready. I don't feel good. I don't feel right. I don't have if those are excuses that you're using to, to bow out or tap out. Then you're not doing it like you're missed. There's another part of you that's not being worked right. I, that's just how I feel about it. So a hundred percent. I think that's accurate. Like if you are, if you have physical symptoms, that well, are mental coming. too. So yeah, I'm thinking well, mental but, as yeah. much as anything. Like this is a complete random aside, but like I, I think we talked about this last time. The um, the superhuman app, you know, the email, yeah, you know, VC star app. So this thing like has ridiculously changed how fast I am with email response. Mm-hmm. And I, that's all I thought about when I, when I did it. And then now I realize how much more compartmentalized my thoughts are and that all those threads are closed out. Mm-hmm. And so now my mind space is like way more open. And then I have that time to like listen and read and follow up and learn things that I didn't have time to do before. My overall clarity in my organization is like through the roof and it still has a long way to go, but it's through the roof. And that's, that was something that I didn't think of. 
I only stumbled upon it because of your Shy Wellness Challenge. Oh, well, that's awesome. So w- there is a super app. Tell me what you're referring well, to. Superhuman app. It's uh, it's how in the VC world that you would have should have been like the second guy that they sent an email to. <laughs> It's uh, just well. like it's an app that like SaaS platform that sits on top of a Gmail and and it basically operates faster. Uh, you don't have to. It's keystrokes. You don't have to use like your mouse and stuff on desktop. It's just far more. It's basically trying to train your brain to run your email if you're a heavy email user uh, to get zero inbox and to sort of keep your life that way. I got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think so. I was just talking to an entrepreneur uh, yesterday, and I was explaining kind of my philosophy of managing my agenda. I was kind of complaining that my day was very back to back from meeting perspective, but then I went on to explain the reason it's like that is because I carve out time in my schedule to do deep thinking, um, and so I feel strong. It's a bathroom break, Pete. <laughs> no, I mean like real deep thinking, so a little <laughs> bit longer than that. Um, and she was talking to me about uh, deep work. Have you heard that book? Uh, no. Anyway, so it's along those things. But I think that if your focus, your focus on your performance has to be focused on the things that are going to drive success, that success has to be defined by you. And so you have to be able to identify your priorities and devote time to those priorities. I am a huge, huge believer that people spend way too much time reacting to what other people want and not managing their life in a way that's going to get the results that they need and want. We're going to pick this conversation up in a second. I'm going to pay some bills here. Make Sunday your official night to tour the city, watch Chicago's Best at 10 p.m., then stick around for the latest in shopping, entertainment, and events on See Chicago at 10.30 p.m. on WGN TV. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. If only we had... I mean, we do have live stream on WGN Radio slash on air, but it's not during commercial. If people could hear the conversations that we have when the show's not on, I think they're right. more enlightening than the ones that we have on the air. Probably, man. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, so we were kind of... Ta- Let's step we, up our game. Let's step up our game. Let's bring that off-air stuff on air. We've tried to do it. I really did try to do it a couple times, and it gets challenging because... The commercials don't line up, and you're like they're listening in the car, and then they got it. But I, right. it's I'm t- this is a challenge for for those at WGN. You guys should figure it up. You will own the radio space. That's all. Not like radio.com is not across the street. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, we left off with this conversation about sort of the Instagram piece of this, which is like you're, you're spending your time not living in the moment and not like kind of being focused, rather than living back and looking at like what you could have done and should have done. I I feel like the wellness conversation is one that Instagram and just anything that is a waste of your actual time. Like every single time that I think of people who are like, man, I wish I was in better shape, myself included. Spending moments scrolling. you One, you could scroll like while running. Right. I mean, I don't recommend it, but you can. No. You could be spending that time for self-improvement and the first week or two you might be like, oh man, this sucks. You know, I'm missing out. By the time you've gotten past like week one or two, I, 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 trust me, you're not going to be missing the time that you were on Facebook. Well, I think that it goes back to what I was saying, and you know, we talked a little bit about this, not as much in the Wellness Challenge, Chicago Wellness Challenge was, you know, I, I view you can look at life from a performance perspective, and I created this thing called a performance equation. And this equation, I think, really helps people measure the idea of what kind of results are they trying to achieve and how do they perform against that. And I think that 
the fundamental thing that this is five variables. Those variables are ability, action, circumstance, your decisions, and the purpose behind those decisions. And if you really start to factor how those variables and the multi-factors underneath those variables drive your overall satisfaction, it becomes really interesting because it comes back to your decisions. And your decisions should be based on what's important to you. But to your point about Instagram, your brain is going to get a bunch of dopamines that says, I like what I am looking for and I am going to keep on looking for more. And because it's randomized in the way the algorithm works, those dopamines are fired. There's a pleasure principle. It allows you to engage. But the more you can connect to things that are purposeful to you, which is the why, the more likely you can make decisions to overcome like short-term wants for your long-term gains. And, you know, I think that the wellness challenge, if I really dig in deep, allows you to be healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally to make better decisions that are more aligned with your purpose. And I think that purpose can be overblown. I think that, you know, clearly if we could change the world and make everything equitable, that would be fantastic, or if there was no war. But that there's a smaller purpose, which I refer to as purpose pillars, that allow us to live a satisfying life. Not always happy, but certainly allowing us to get to the core variables that make us perform our best and I think live at our best. I agree with you. I would add to that another component of this, and I think it's uh, – this is going to sound like – I don't even know how it's going to sound, but I'll say it anyway. All right. I feel like a lot of times we we allow ourselves to not – this goes back to your point about living – it's not the best life. It's not happy all the time, but most of the time. We let ourselves become obsessed with problems that really aren't that big a deal and they, quite frankly, can be solved. Not all the time. But can be solved. But it's the only thing that we have going on in our head at that time. And so we just obsess. And it's like, I'm living this terrible life. And it's like, not actually. This is just the thing you're, you're like fixated on. I honestly, this is something coming directly from my experience with the wellness challenge was by putting a number and to your point about the equation, Mm -hmm. when we just work out and it's just tangible, like, what does the mirror say? You don't really know anything. When I have a number that says like, and it doesn't matter whether it's mindfulness, whatever, sleep, whatever you think. When I have a number, and then I have another number, and another number, another number, I now have four other things competing with whatever that one distracting pain in my butt was. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, that is just one thing challenging me versus four successes. I have three things I did really well today. I start the day with a win. like Just something as simple as waking up, having gotten enough recovery sleep, and going to the gym and getting... Even a garbage thirty-minute workout in, but you like you got most of your steps in. Like your day's already you're already up one. Absolutely, and I, I really think that like some of it is is self. It's just a mental trick. Yeah, success breeds success. Totally. And I think that to your point, like we consume every. Like I'm sure you wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden your problems rush to the forefront of your mind. I mean, and- I just skip it now. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I, I wake up. I have so many problems at this point. I wake up. I'm like. Pfft. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, and then, but that's a really healthy thing because when you went to bed, they were not, you know, rum- rumbling around in your head. No. And so you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I got to address this, but you didn't before. And so you're creating your problem. You are putting your attention on your problem. You know so how I solve that? You um, drink? Well, yeah, I drink a ton. <laughs> no, I'm serious. This is, this is, the reason I interrupt right. you is because it's from you. 
the re- the way I solved that was instead of focusing on how behind the ball I am or how how up against it I am, I focus on what is the one or two things I have to be able to accomplish to get out of that mess. Right. So I, I don't even care. Like I'm in deep. Whatever. Financially, we need to close a lot of deals, but I can't close them all at once. Right. So if I sit here and focus on the number that I'm I'm out on, rather than focus on what are the three emails I need to send to be able to get in the right path. I'm, I'm batting three for three. I said this to uh, my chief of staff, Sam. He was complaining about whatever. Sorry, Sam, this is on the air now. He was complaining about whatever it was. And I literally said to him, I was like, if you start off the day with pick your objective, business or personal, one for one, you can now screw up the next two and still be a Hall of Fame baseball player. You can go one for three and you're still a Hall of Famer. Right. What a way to start the day. And so I think that so we are completely aligned on that. It's success breeds success. You're going to focus, and probably what you focus on will be the results you drive. If you kind of put things in a very rational way um, and continue to progress, and you know what your desired outcome is, you're going to be a lot more likely to achieve it. And half of the battle, um, probably even more than that, is around what you're focusing on, which goes back to what are the results you want? How are you performing against that? And then going from a startup perspective, how are you testing that? Is there any form of measurement so that you can manage it more effectively? Which is kind of where the performance equation came around. Is like, how do I live my life the way I want to live my life? But what we're talking about is just tactical stuff yeah. and getting wins on the board. I totally agree. And I think like we could go in and out of this all day. I mean, literally, this could be a full day show. There are parts of this you can go in and out of business-wise. Other parts are strictly personal. Absolutely. I, I think it's like, how do I, if I have a large goal and you start thinking about what's this like three years from now or three months from now, it's like, who cares? Like, you, you haven't done any of the steps that you need to do to get out of the mess or to even start, like, you want to run a marathon. Fine. You haven't run 50 feet. Like, right. you need to just start walking. Like, right. let's, let's. Like, the first step is the most important, right? Totally. Yep. And then, like, how do you st- stay away from being discouraged? It's not going to be great all the time. And, and I, I will say, this is stealing from an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing that I just, I love this. I quote this all the time. He always talked about this time when, when he was training for Mr. Olympia the last time and he had taken a year off and he just wasn't, he was still ridiculous, but he wasn't like where he was. And he was getting back into it. He was like, this was so hard. Life was just brutal. And he remembered visiting um, a mine in Africa where there were people working basically as slave labor, didn't get to see their family, didn't get to do anything, were dying. It was like a thousand degrees. They're dying in there. And he's like, I was there and I'm thinking, that is as low and as hard as it can possibly get. So whatever I'm living right now is nothing compared to that. Yeah. And I really think that if you put yourself and think of the worst place you've ever been and you put yourself there for a moment, it's like anything else other than that is is really positive. So like... Well, you know, it kind of goes back to speaking about the performance equation that one of the variables is circumstance. And what are the circumstances you're in? I will tell you right now, we are very lucky to be in the United States. And there's a lot of people in the United States um, that are luckier than others. Um, And so we can play that out. But that becomes a really big factor. But you are going to most likely create your own reality um, by what you're focused on. And kind of going back to the, the startup perspective, you know, I think that one of the coolest thing about dealing with entrepreneurs is that they're going to be wired to believe the impossible is possible. To their own detriment sometimes, oh, to my own psychological detriment, but yes. Absolutely. And there's no doubt, but I think that, you know, they're looking, they're looking for wins. Sometimes those wins aren't actually there. There's yeah. a distorted reality. Right. But... 
I think that you know, as a investor, being able to surround yourself with people that are thinking about what is possible becomes really powerful. And to your point earlier, though, is one way or another, whether it's conscious or subconscious, the reason that they are driving so hard professionally is something they're trying to achieve personally. Totally. Totally. Uh, We are going to take a quick break, come to the news. We're going to have the the back half here with the Startup Showcase, and then I want to wrap things up with you at the end here, talking about some of the small pillars that people need to think about when they get started. So uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. Hello. uh, I'm Dinez. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Star Robotics. Uh, we offer intelligent, autonomous aerial robotic solutions powered by AI on cloud to solve real-life problems. Uh, we're able to execute fully automated, around-the-clock drone flights for monitoring, measurements, and inspections in various sectors like solar energy, agriculture, construction, and security operations. The system consists uh, of an autonomous drone, a drone dock for recharging, data linking, and weather protection, and of course, our cloud intelligence platform for AI-powered data processing and visualization. There are no humans involved in the loop, so our system is highly scalable. We're able to deploy the system in your job site in under about two hours, and it operates for months, not years, without any human intervention. Uh, you don't need a pilot, you don't need a remote controller, and you don't need to deal with post-processing solutions to get meaningful data out of your aerial shots. We basically enable companies to operate drones and manage drone data autonomously. We enable them to operate drones beyond the visual line of sight, which will actually unveil the commercial drone's real potential. Uh, We're building an intelligent network of autonomous drones. Thank you. Um, Pete, I'll let you ask whatever questions you might have for the company. My my right-off-the-back question is, what what is the desired number one use case for anyone who would would be using SOAR? Uh, the desired number one use case uh, would be uh, the jobs uh, that are time consuming for humans to do and uh, dangerous uh, jobs, uh, which might be in various sectors. So we work in solar energy, uh, and uh, you have to monitor and inspect a huge area in uh, that industry. Uh, With humans, uh, you can only uh, span a small area, but uh, when you have a complete autonomous drone solution, uh, you not only uh, fly to span the area, but also get uh, objective and actionable aerial insights, uh, which are processed uh, through the AI. Um, so uh, we start off by uh, offering our solutions to uh, industrial job sites uh, that, are, that are in remote areas uh, which are uh, dangerous or costly or time-consuming. Or so, so like a surveillance is the is numero uno here. Pete, do you have any questions? You know, I, just to double-click on, on the answer and probably to put it into layman's terms, what problem would be the number one problem that you solve. So if you went into a meeting and you said, we do this extremely well, what would that be? Um, well, uh, we're, 
bringing actually uh, autonomy and intelligence uh, to drones uh, because uh, we believe that uh, drones currently uh, are not using their full potential. Uh, they need to be more autonomous and more intelligent. Um, uh, but uh, so uh, we're basically solving that problem uh, by leveraging the power of uh, cloud, uh, uh, and uh, we're trying to. Uh, break the limits of the of its potential. But that that's a drone problem. So are you saying, hey, you got drones? We're going to make your drones better. Or are you saying, hey, we you have a business problem, and because of our solution, we're going to be able to solve it for you? Well, yeah, um, the second one actually, but um, in sectors like uh, solar energy and security and agriculture and construction, they all have uh, things in common. Uh, and uh, we're actually uh, solving uh, the business problems of all these industries uh, by actually uh, augmenting the uh, labor, basically. So uh, one person can do a lot more job uh, using Okay, Dennis, we're having a little bit of uh, trouble with the audio piece here, so we're going to let you go. But um, thank you for, for calling in. It's republic.co slash soar-robotics, and you can invest. Uh, real quickly, how much have you guys raised to, to point on Republic? Um, right now it's about 10 k uh, but we launched just yesterday, so uh, it's going well. Excellent. Very good. Very cool. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you. All right, thank you. Pete, it was hard to tell a little bit on, on what he was saying. The audio wasn't fantastic. Uh, but I do have a write-up here, so I can, I can say for anyone who was you know not quite sure, from my vantage point, what he was describing is basically surveillance drones overseeing anything from governmental stuff to farms to you know dangerous work areas to... Uh, any area that just having the human being sort of monitoring it or flying a drone and a human being looking at a screen of where the drone is going and like sort of controlling where it should be going, you know, humans are intuitive to a point. What he built, I think, was a drone that should learn and know where to survey on its own and send back feedback with whatever it's tagged, essentially. Sure. Okay. You invested yet or no? Well, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm, curious. I, so, I'm actually curious about what your thoughts are because I think the robotics and the the drone thing is obviously a huge thing, but there it's like when is too much, when's enough? Yeah, I think that you know first uh, the checkbox you want to check as an investor is what's the size of the market and is what we're doing today going to be transformed in the market how we're going to know it. So I think you could check the box on that. Yep. Um, but then when I'm looking at, from an investor perspective, I want to see how do I actually transform what the future is going to be to today. Yeah. And so you got to translate that or be able to put it in people terms and say, Mr. or Mrs. Security Officer, we are going to do this for you that you currently don't do, and it's going to cost you less or it's going to give, you know, reduce your cost of incidents or... There has to be some specific value prop to get somebody to understand how they could implement it today. 
Um, and then once they do, hopefully the market continues to get bigger and they can solve it. So I, I that's what I was trying to yeah. dig was, into. Was, we'll give them a, an incomplete on the fact that the audio wasn't so great. and It was just kind of hard to, to understand. But I, I do think we've had conversations with companies in the robotics and the drone space on the show before. And the funny thing is, like, I, I actually totally get what he's trying to do. I mean, I get nervous about the surveillance in general. It makes me kind of itchy. But the reality is it's, it's already happening. Right. It's going to get more. What I do think is interesting, and we've got companies here local like Aegis AI and others that are, are implementing artificial intelligence kind of platforms that can read camera data and sort of understand what they're seeing and, and probably could see things that the human eye might be missed because they reach down to dip their donut in coffee when the thing went by the screen or whatever the case may be. The funny part is like he may well have it. He may well perfect it. Where I actually continue to go back on is if is he building the drones or is he outsourcing that? And regardless of that, how is he dealing with the battery life and where the drones can can fly and how far and how long and where they dock? Because in the end, like the surveillance and all the technology wrapped inside of it is only as good as as far as it can see. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you got a hardware component, you have a software component, you have an intelligence component, which is going to be data driven. Yep. Um, so those are all great questions you're asking, and I think that having the answers to those will help you make a solid investment decision. Yeah. Well, we just need a drone to fly over top of us while we're doing our workouts, so that someone then you can then you don't have to follow me around, right? That we you know that would Save be some and some some software that actually um, smooths out any imperfections too, which you said six different software packages you're using for Something your Instagram like stuff. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's you know you think, but they're all probably all owned by uh, Facebook. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> they got my data holy. I can tell you. Right. Uh, we're going to take uh, another little break here. We're going to come back, and I want to wrap things up with you on on sort of the next step. So like, what are some of the small pillars you talked about that we can, we can implement and hopefully build upon. So welcome back to the startup showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. Joining me is Pete Wilkins. Uh, we are on the final stretch of our show here, Pete. Hopefully uh, you're not exhausted. I no, I'm, I'm energized. This coffee you got me was really tasty. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, <laughs> I literally have had so much coffee today. My hands are like, I can't even hold my pen. <laughs> All right. Um, it's probably part of my wellness problem. All right. Uh-huh. Um, so, we have talked about a lot of stuff here, and I, I think, you know, it's sort of the, um, I'm forgetting the, the movie quote here, but essentially it's like once you've identified the smell, the next thing is to get the smell out of your clothes. Uh, we've identified the need of how to live a perhaps a better, more constructive life, which is just to recognize that you do need to make changes and that you do need to have some sort of idea of where you're trying to go. What, what does success look like? I don't think I think a lot of people don't even do that. I think well, they just roll. I think a hundred percent. That's why. You, like, what is it? The result. What result do you want? And then how do you perform against that? I want to feel powerful, Pete. Well, that's then it. define power. That's what I was. Like. I don't that's want some, to know. I just. Right, I just want right. to be powerful. <laughs> well, you might need some work. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, we'll get the drone to watch you, and then maybe get the superhuman app to help you think about what you're typing into your email and then we'll figure out what does power mean to you so um, let's start with get my abs from software to hardware that's, oh. what, that's what, I'm trying. See what i did there <laughs> oh, I see like we're that. playing these games yeah. um no but I, I i think that people and myself included i do actually have a general idea of what what i what i mean by that but um i think people sort of just sit and wait they just think like oh i'm working i got my job i'm like i have the title i'm supposed to have at this stage I'll slowly grow up the chain of command or or whatever, personal things. And that's just not how it goes. I mean, if you're really lucky, it does. But generally speaking, you have to know what I'm going to do from step one to step two to get to step two and from two to three, what to get, you know, and so on and like build on it. I think that's an internal thing. Like you just got to know that. 
but there are other things that we can do after you've recognized. What are some of the small pillars that you think you can you can start building on? It doesn't have to be professional, anything. Well, to the pillars, and what I was speaking specifically to is purpose pillars. And a lot of the stuff that I've talked about, the performance equation, purpose pillars, et cetera, you can go to petewilkins.me. Um, and go to it's it's segmented. So I got venture capital. I write for Forbes and Venture Beat and others, and so I kind of dig into that. But I also dig into human capital. How do you invest in yourself to ultimately drive your performance to achieve the success you want? Uh, purpose pillars, I think, are core because it moves you away from big grandiose ideas to things that are going to make you core to who you are and what that means. And so. You know, for me, my purpose pillars are identify four. It will be what are my beliefs and values. So I guess I kind of combo that. That's yeah. one. Two is health. Three is connections, which is a broad overview of relationships, both close, like my family, but my relationships, like with the community. Yep. Um, and then vocation. Um, so I have four pillars that I kind of look and I measure them. I have a macro kind of vision. This is what health looks like to me. This is what healthy relationships look like to me. This is how I want to be viewed from a vocational perspective. And I think like, this is the kind of person that I want to operate. This is what I hold myself accountable. And what I do is I break those macro visions into goals, and then I break those four pillars into daily um, elements that I'll say, what is one thing I can do today to achieve that? And out of those four, and if I look at it seven days a week, I probably can hit three to seven times during that week, um, two or more. And so you try to keep the expectations realistic, and you break them down into real simple things. So I think people have, once again, too big of a lofty goal when it comes to your values. And sometimes I'll just check, did I operate in that meeting according to what's important to me? Did I treat people with respect? Did I operate with integrity? Did I do my best? Which is what I call RID, which is a whole other thing. But I think that that is um, like you can like some people's spirituality might be one of their purpose pillars, or one of their purpose pillars might be around well-being of animals. Whatever it is, trying to shrink it down and then put it into very granular steps to a bigger goal will help them achieve that. But the problem, like you were saying, is sometimes we don't pause to think about really what are our pillars for living. And so it's just moving like a current. Um, And sometimes it's going great. Sometimes it's really going poorly. I always bring this back to business just because it's like an easy place for me to to connect on or or athletics. Sure. Um, But to your point, the last point you just made, I hate things I can't control. And I know there are things in life you just can't control. But... In business, when things are down, it's like if I can't come back to a sales mechanism that I can control revenue, I can control something, whether it's cutting money or selling, whatever it is, I need to have something that gives me power. I can't live functionally in a life that's just waves of currents. I, can't, I cannot be in a world, I lose my mind when I'm in a world where it's like, today's good and tomorrow's bad, and I right. have no bearing on that. Right. But I have to ask you one question to the rest of what you just said. Okay. Feel free not to respond if you don't want to. How old are you? I am 49. 49. Folks, this is the difference between a beginner and a master. Oh. 35, beginner. 49, master. Everything you just said about how you, I mean, you even had an acronym you dropped in there and then quickly got away from because you're so ingrained in this process of like your four pillars and how you're approaching them. My pillars literally 
as a if I were to frame them in the same words you use, which is to say vocation, community, uh, you know, connections and health. And there was another one, belief and things like that. Values. Also. Uh, and values. For me, on the connection side, I just want to keep my house from being egged. On the, <laughs> uh, on the health side, I just want to not feel out of breath when I go up a flight of stairs. And on the, on the vocation one, my biggest thing really is just to not have to pay overdraft fees to a bank. Like, I keep it low. Right, like right. My, barrier, my bar is real, real low. Yeah, I think that, um, but, you know, if you kind of peel it back a little bit, and if we're going to stay on business terms. Yeah. So, like, I think you can't manage what you don't measure. And so... Which I always say the same thing. I can't manage what I can't see. Right. That's my line. All right. So, and then, so, if you look at, and so, typically in a business, that's key performance indicators. Um, and so, what are, and usually, some people have a thousand of them. I say break it down so everybody, both your board and your employees and your management team, can say it every time you see them. So, keep it, you know, no more than five. But similar to life, you can have key personal indicators. What, yeah. what are my indicators for my overall, how does that drive, which I think becomes really instrumental because usually, so you're talking about the marathon, like, yeah. I, gotta, I want to run a marathon, but the second most important step after that is you got to take the first step. Yeah. Um, and so, and you said something, I'm going to just circle back, so apologize to the listeners, and this is a little bit of a ramble, but... You can control what you can control, but what's more important is to understand what you can't control and don't worry about it. And one of the things, absolutely for sure, is there are going to be a lot of uncontrollable things, but there are how you react to those uncontrollable things is controlled by you. And that is something that I think is critical going back to mindset um, to get your head around because it's not, if something doesn't work and it was uncontrollable circumstances, it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on life. Yeah. How you react to it is a reflection on you. Totally. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, we use similar terms, but to me, it's like cho- you have, cho- we have choices. 100%. And I, I think a lot of times we, we give them up. We, we just opt to not make the right choice and then we, we chuck it up to his bad, well, we bad don't put our We don't put our mind on that choice, which I call decision, which is at the core of that performance equation is take control of the choices or the words I use, decisions you make, yep. and you're going to be able to drive your life a lot more effectively. What would be your final last, you got about a minute, final sort of advice to anyone who you think maybe would like to do things differently but just isn't quite, they haven't quite figured out how to start? Write down what you want to accomplish and make one small step each day. Fair enough. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we will have you back uh, multiple times. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Dane Neal and see what's going on in the show.